The Daily 202's Big Idea is supported by Battelle. For 90 years, the employees of Battelle have solved the world's most challenging problems, finding solutions and really big ideas. At Battelle, it can be done. Learn more at battelle.org 90. Good morning. I'm Allison Michaels with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, August 22nd. James is out, but I'll be here instead with today's top headlines. Here's three stories that should be on your radar. Number one, the anti-Trump movement inside the Republican Party is feeling new urgency to mount a credible opposition to Trump before it's too late. The Post's Robert Costa and Philip Rucker report that with state deadlines for nominating contests rapidly approaching, potential candidates face pressure to decide on running within the next few weeks. So far, only former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld has declared that he is running, but he struggled to gain traction. Republicans considering bids as well as those trying to draft other candidates acknowledge that defeating Trump appears to be nearly impossible, but argue that a recession or an unforeseen change in the political climate could weaken him enough to make a primary challenge more than a never-Trump fantasy. Trump's advisors and allies have dismissed the efforts as feckless plotting by a bloc that has lost relevance in the GOP. They also say the Trump campaign has built significant structural advantages that have effectively ensured he will be renominated at the party's convention in Charlotte. Things like placing loyalists in leadership posts at state parties and working closely with state GOP chairs to manage the delegate selection process. Inside the White House, neither Trump nor his team consider Weld or the prospective candidates to be serious threats because there's been no evidence of a groundswell of grassroots support behind them. The Republican National Committee, meanwhile, is using aggressive measures to stave off any possible primary tussle. RNC members passed a resolution this year giving Trump the party's undivided support and effectively merged with Trump's campaign. Number two. The Trump administration is moving to formally terminate a federal court settlement restricting how long U.S. officials can detain migrant children with their parents. The administration is trying to replace it with a new rule that could expand family detention and dramatically increase the time children spend in custody. The Post's Maria Sacchetti reports that the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Health and Human Services will issue a new rule Friday to withdraw from the federal decree that set basic standards for the detention of migrant children and teens since 1997. The new rule would eliminate a 20-day cap for detaining migrant children and create a new licensing regime that would make it easier for federal officials to expand family detention nationwide. Although the rule is set to take effect 60 days after it's published, officials expect the implementation to last longer. Advocates have vowed to challenge the rule in court, but officials said they hoped that the threat of longer detention would deter the crush of Central American migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border and complement existing enforcement measures. Border apprehensions have slumped more than 40% since May, a major drop officials have attributed to increased enforcement in Mexico, but officials worry about a resurgence in the fall. Number three. According to minutes released Wednesday from July's Federal Reserve meeting, officials viewed the July interest rate cut as a recalibration of monetary policy and not as the start of a long string of reductions. 
My colleague Janelle Mart reports that members were divided on how to combat apparent soft spots in the economy. A couple of members wanted to cut interest rates by half a percentage point in July instead of a quarter of a percentage point to combat low inflation. Several participants were in favor of keeping rates the same, citing a strong labor market, confident consumers, and an unemployment rate near historical lows. And two officials voted against the rate cut, pointing to a stronger labor market and robust consumer spending. Officials overall voted to cut rates, citing concerns over lower-than-expected inflation, sluggish business investment, and uncertainties over trade policy. However, they characterized the rate drop as a mid-cycle adjustment and noted the importance of being flexible because some of the risks they were monitoring could be resolved. The three weeks since the meeting have been marked by increased trade tensions, volatile stock markets, and a back-and-forth from the president about whether more tax cuts are needed to avoid an economic slowdown. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, August 22nd. Thanks for listening.